Hello and welcome back to the Drunken Time Travel Podcast. Yes, we're back again. Are we? We are, yes. Excellent. It's like we've never been away. Or we've been away for several months. Well, for three weeks. For for, for three weeks. Three weeks. Thrice week. What was it now again? I can't remember anymore. It's it's, uh, tri-weekly, I believe it's officially called. Right. So we have an official name for how long we've been away. Put that in your copy books. Uh, so, how are you? How are, how are you, Gav? How have the last three weeks been for you? It's it's been a very drunken three weeks. Well, that's good. Been over Christmas and uh, Christmas? No, it doesn't. It does. We, we've, we've oh well, the last one. Well, the last one was early January. Yes. So we're pretending that, yeah. that <laughs> that's the way it is. So the next three weeks after that was pretty drunken as well. But not quite as drunk as the previous uh, tri-weeks. Because you had no money. Yeah. I spent it all over the previous three months. Yes. Excellent. What beer are we drinking? Uh, We are drinking uh, Birra Maretti. The uh, famous Italian beer. Italian. Is that because we're in Italy? Well, for the story. Uh, yes. Yes, we made a special trip to Italy to record this podcast. We did. We, we like authenticity. Oh. And the fact that I can say authenticity is, is a miracle itself. Uh, yes, so we're in Italy. Cast your mind back 2,000 years as we uh, embark on the journey for the Romans. Which was recorded in January to February 1965. Yeah. Just to break the illusion for a second. Please tell me more. Okay, I will. I will tell you about episode one, which is the slave traders. Excellent. What happens is the TARDIS materializes on the edge of a cliff before it then crashes to the ground. Cut to the four travelers sometime later living in a Roman villa as if it were a timeshare. Everyone is loving the relaxing, except Vicky, who's getting bored. Maybe she should get a pet. Two Romans inquire about the visitors at the market and find that they're staying at a house while the the owner is campaigning in Gaul, probably against Asterix. On the same road that uh, Barbara and Vicky were walking on earlier, an old man who was playing music at the market is killed and left by the side of the road. His music wasn't that bad. At the villa, after eating a banquet and cleaning ants' eggs, the doctor complains he isn't a goldfish. Well, no, they can remember their lines longer, apparently. Suddenly he decides that he... <laughs> it's comedy. Suddenly he decides that he'll go to Rome and Vicky wants to go with him, leaving Ian and Barbara alone in the romantic Roman villa. Whatever will they get up to? That's right, Barbara styles Ian's hair. It's still better than Planet of the Giants, to be fair. But then they're attacked by two Romans from earlier who just almost fight off before Barbara accidentally smashes a jug on Ian's head. Yeah, accidentally. On the way to Rome, the Doctor and Vicky find the old man's body. The Doctor picks up the old man's heart before a centurion finds him. In an hilarious mix-up, he assumes the Doctor to be Maximus Pertullian, a liar player summoned to play before Nero. All old people look the same, right? Barbara is taken to Rome also to be sold, and Ian is bought by a slave owner who wants three men. Apparently. 
Meanwhile, the centurion who found the doctor shouts at the assassin who's killed the old man, but he's unable to tell him he's already done it, as he's a mute. He's given one more chance to kill him, and has led to the sleeping doctor. That, ladies and gentlemen, is your cliffhanger. Episode 2, All Roads Lead to Rome. The doctor manages to best the assassin, and Vicky comes in after the nick of time to push him out of a window. Despite this, the doctor is still determined to meet Nero. Presumably, he's the last one he needs to meet. Gotta meet them all. Barbara, meanwhile, is put in a cell with a woman who appears to have every disease known to first century Italy. With no painkillers available, she bores her body in. Speaking of him, he's on a slave ship manning the oars, surrounded by sweaty men. If only Barbara could see him now. In, out, in, out. Back with Barbara, she's approached by a man called Tavius, who wants to buy her, but the guard turns him down, saying she should be sold at auction for what should be given a nice dress to wear. The ill woman will be taken to the circus. That's a nice day out for her, isn't it? The slave ship, meanwhile, hits a storm when Ian and another man, Delos, break free as the ship breaks up, only for them to wake up on a beach where they will be set off for, you guessed it, Rome. The Doctor and Vicky arrive in Rome where they see an auction, but move on just as Barbara is brought on to be sold. She's eventually sold to Tavius for an obscene amount of money. He's a representative of Caesar Nero, and she will be used as a slave for Nero's wife. Tavius also meets the Doctor, also known as Maximus, and tells him that their problem has been sorted out in the Apoditerium, which is the changing rooms for baths. The Doctor has no idea what he's talking about, but goes along with it anyway. So he's playing Ian's role today then. Comedy. Nero arrives and asks for the Doctor to play for him. Music, I think, rather than in his football team. The Doctor says that he'd much rather hear Nero play, to which he does, and the Doctor copies him. Then the Doctor and Vicky go to the Apoditerium to find the Centurion from earlier, and he's dead. Ian and Delos arrive in Rome before they're captured again and end up in prison to be trained as gladiators. No, not the kind with the powerball and the eliminator. Outside of their window, they see stock footage of lions. And that's your cliffhanger, which brings us to episode 3. Conspiracy. Nero orders a banquet for the Doctor where he's expected to play. Barbara has also attracted the unwanted attraction of Nero and he chases her in a homage to Benny Hill before his time. This, of course, angers Nero's wife. She was never much of a Benny Hill fan. <laughs> Vicky, meanwhile, has been wandering around the palace and found the court poisoner who is really into her work, but tries not to take it home with her. Vicky hides under the table when Nero's wife, Popeya, comes in and wants a slave poisoned. Hmm, I wonder who that could be. Papaya takes the poisoner to show her who she wants killed, and Vicky swaps the cup so Nero will be killed instead. I'm sure that can't possibly go wrong. At the banquet, Nero gives Barbara a gold bracelet before they are given two goblets of wine. Vicky tells the doctor what she did, and he's horrified about the changing of history, so stops Nero, who is thankful for his life. The court poisoner is sent to jail, but not poisoned, as irony wasn't invented until 134 AD. Tavius finds the doctor and tells him the plan is ready for tomorrow, which he still doesn't understand, but then he 
he has to play for the assembled guests. He explains that the way he plays is so soft and delicate that only keen perceptive hearing can hear it. He then mimes the playing, and when he uh, finishes, the guests applaud him. Needless to say, I heard it the best. Nero is jealous of him now and leaves in a huff, a huff presumably being a Roman form of transport. He finds Barbara, and they go to the arena to see a fight where he has a plan. He explains to the jailkeeper that he wants the doctor to play the arena before the lions are set on him. These must be pretty fat lions. At the jail, Ian and Delos are told that they are fight each other or they will be killed. Unfortunately, they decide to fight in what turns out to be an arena no bigger than a postage stamp. Barbara is shocked to see Ian, who is then disarmed by Delos, who is about to decapitate him. Unfortunately, that's not the end of that story, but it is in fact a cliffhanger for the next episode called Inferno, the non-disco kind. Rather than kill Ian, Delos tries to attack Nero. What? He was right there. Anyway, a fight with Nero's guards ensues until Delos and Ian escape, leaving Barbara behind, saying they'll come back for her. Sure you will. Papea wants Tavius to dismiss Barbara and slaps him to show how she means business. He don't look happy. Barbara then talks to Tavius shortly afterwards and says that Ian will come back for her, but Nero has set a trap. Tavius agrees to help them, if only he'll shut her up. It doesn't. Barbara then tells him about Nero's plan to kill the Doctor without knowing that it's him. Meanwhile, the Doctor finds plans that Nero has made for a new room. Tavius, annoyed that he hasn't been on the screen for five minutes, finds them and tells them of Nero's plans in the arena, so that the Doctor's plan to assassinate Nero will have to be moved up today. Which is the news for him. Nero then arrives, and while they are talking, the Doctor inadvertently sets fire to the map with the heat of the sun through his glasses, obviously getting the idea off Looney Tunes. This gives Nero the idea to burn Rome so he can build his new one. Nero assembles a group of men and tells them to burn Rome, presumably the twisted fire starters. Ian and Delos are amongst them, but Tavius takes them away to see Barbara, out of the fire into the frying pan. Ian and Barbara then escape to return to the villa. The Doctor and and Vicky are also making their way there, but stop to watch the pretty sight of a burning room. Yes, all those people burning alive is beautiful, isn't it? Back at the villa, Ian and Barbara arrive before falling asleep. When the Doctor and Vicky wake them, complaining about how lazy the pair are, while they've been off having adventures in Rome. Before they can murder them, they can make their way to the TARDIS. Later, they tell Vicky of the travels, and she's surprised that they were in the same episodes together. And then Ian goes to talk to the Doctor, who, not for the first time in the story, is puzzled. Something is dragging them down to an anonymous planet. And that is the end of the story. Firstly... Yes, Gareth, It seemed you? like you were watching an entirely different episode to me because uh, you was highly critical of Ian. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> it, no. it, it was just awesome. <laughs> it wasn't awesome? At what point was he awesome? Every point. What, what, what? He's when, always awesome. When he got captured and then he escaped and then he got captured again and then he escaped and then he got captured again. It's all a plan. <laughs> <laughs>
you were being overly critical. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this story was actually referenced in the 10th Doctor's story itself, Fires of Pompeii. He, He actually mentioned the events of this. For all you fans yes. of the new series out there, mm. just thought I mentioned that. Well, consider it mentioned. For all you fans of Carry On movies, this was basically <laughs> just Carry On Room. Ah, uh, yes. But why? Why didn't they make that? I'm sure they. No, they did. They made Carry On Caesar or something like that, didn't they? Uh, yes, because they had because uh, they had Julius Caesar played by Kenneth Williams. And you know, uh, well, I think in the Shakespeare play they say he says infamy, infamy, and then in in the Carry On movie he says infamy, infamy. They've all got an infamy. <laughs> yeah, you're laughing at Carry On movies now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, they were quite amusing. Um, great comedy. But yes, I don't know what I'm talking about half the time. Well, that's that's obvious. Uh, Derek Francis, who plays Nero, actually wanted to be on Doctor Who, uh, and uh, I, I think he knew uh, Bar- well, the actor Jacqueline Hill, who plays Barbara. He knew her. He knew and, and someone won- around and her. Wanted to be on this. Yeah, he, he knew someone around her, and then that was how he was able to work his way in. But I found it quite interesting that I think he's the first person to mm. want to be on Doctor Who. Because um, yes. there's so many, I mean, he's the first, and yeah. then it would happen more and more yeah. with more famous people. Starting a long held tradition of a, a long held tradition. That, that's a good way of putting it. Please, can I be on that hill? No, if, you if can't. If Stephen Moffat's listening, can I be on talk to? <laughs> and if Stephen Moffat is listening, can he be on Doctor Who? <laughs> Pef will be the thirteenth Doctor. Yes, I would like to be the thirteenth Doctor. But yes, the uh, I was thinking part of the uh, whole Ian storyline because I'm also about Ian. You're always about Ian, yeah. And uh, you've got to, I've got to admire your determination yes. regarding that. <laughs> A lot of his storyline was being captured and trying to escape, but Papillon, this isn't the great escape plan that he had. Was somebody feigning? To die instantly on the cargo on the on the slave ship, mm-hmm. die instantly, bring over the guard and then try and drag him down in the most effeminate way possible. <laughs> <laughs> As plans go, this is genius. <laughs> it uh, it's quite interesting that you said uh, the Great Escape there, because mm-hmm. William Russell, who plays Ian, was in the Great Escape. This I did not know. Well, I'm How did you I know. not know this? I don't know. Are you going to watch that tomorrow now 14 times? Actually, I think I'm going to have to. He's also in Coronation Street and you're not going to be watching that, are you? There's too much of that. Uh, there's too uh, much of that. Uh, well, back to the beginning. <clears throat> I like that the uh, TARDIS obviously collapsed and then it or, or, uh, crashed to the, to the ground mm. and then it crashed to the ground and then it... Uh, Cut to Ian with, with his eyes mm. closed, 
and you thought, oh, he's obviously unconscious after the after mm. the crash. But no, he, he's just lying on a, on a on a bed eating grapes. Mm. I did. Uh, I did. It, like it, the, it the, does the pan reveal. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do love the details <laughs> of that. And, and yeah. then mm. uh, uh, Vicky, who after the last episode with all her family being killed. Uh, and everyone who she was with was killed. Even mm. her pet, I think we might yes. have mentioned at some point. Um, did, did the pet get killed? I think her pet got killed. Murdered, oh. even. Uh, who, who would do that? So so everyone she knew was killed. Yeah. Even the guy that killed them, he was killed. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the doctor and Barbara and Ian take her away for about three to four weeks. And then mm. she wants more adventure. Just, just be happy with what you've got. There's no one being killed. Just get over it. In Rome, yeah. there's nobody being killed. Well, they were outside. They were in a suburb of Rome, apparently. In a villa. Surely there must be th- several thievery, scummery villains. Well, they were. They just took a few weeks to turn up. Uh, they didn't hear that they'd come, yeah. No, they, they, they only heard the market several several weeks later. Give it time. But obviously this wasn't quick enough. This wasn't quick enough for Vicky, who had to go straight to Rome to be murdered and stuff. Obviously they haven't got Twitter back then. No. (laughs) (laughs) So things take time. What, like, uh, at Vickers Dickus, you don't really have the biggest dick. And we'll be good. So, going back to that, They've landed there. Are you saying they've been there for about four weeks or something well, now? About, there, a month, yeah. about a month or something. Is this the first time that they've actually wanted to stay somewhere they've landed? Um, yes. I think it is. In, yeah, in the books, I know they're not real, you know, whatever. But a couple of books that they have stayed somewhere a few weeks... But uh, which I which I do mention on the blog mm. occasionally. Stay tuned. Mm. But uh, <laughs> but the I don't think they've ever wanted to stay anywhere before. The yeah, only place I could think of them wanting to stay would be the planet of giants because it is Earth, sort of. But no, they didn't even want to stay there. Yeah, since the original episode of Missing About on Earth and the abducted uh, Ian and Barbara. Because it's it's more being about the adventure, you know. Mm. But they uh, the landing realm and uh, just, uh, fuck it, we'll stay. Um, yeah, I, I think this is the the first time that they've actually wanted to stay around a bit, not stay somewhere mm. all all the time, but just stay for a bit for a bit of a holiday. Mm. It was quite a long time, that one. Which, which, well, they had about three or four weeks of a holiday, which is good for them. Unless unless you read the books when they didn't have a holiday at all. But the, the doctor did get bored of being in Barbara's company and fucked off to Rome. Yes. I suppose they'll last And Ian's long. company, of course. Well, he could have put up with Ian, but it's, there's still Barbara. It's, you've got you've to go. But uh, I do like... Uh, after he's gone as well, though. Ian's got the most 
like schoolboy precision combed haircut that you could possibly have. It's like you, neat as hell. You want to have your haircut like that, don't you? I do. You could set your watch by that haircut. And then Barbara Simpsons. Then Barbara thinks it needs fixing, so fixes it with a comb and manages to mess it up. It was like it turned from the neatest hairdo to that really, to like the most that messes really with you. a comb. Did that really annoy you? She can fuck off that. <laughs> she doesn't do anything good ever. She does. She can't even comb someone's hair. Number one, she messes his hair up. That's good. No, it's not. Number two, she made him look like an idiot. Because uh, he was, he said there was peckers at one point, and she said, yes, there's some more of that peacock, I think, in the fridge. And then he went up and tried to look for it in, in a fridge in, in fucking 64 AD. Yeah, but that was just Ian trying to be helpful. He's <laughs> a kind gentleman. He's a dick. He went to the fridge for Barbara when she asked him. What a gentleman. And uh, on the subject of Ian being awesome as well. <laughs> Are you ever off that subject? I am always on that subject. I go to sleep on that subject. And write a thesis on it. But still, after the Doctor and Vicky had, uh, had disappeared, and the uh, sort of the intruders, sort of murderers, came for her, Ian and Barbara. Ian was on fine form again. He managed to fight off the intruders. Yep. He was showing his awesomeness he, he, again. He, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he managed to fight off the intruders. Mm. And then... Ian was doing what Ian does best. Yeah, and then... And then Barbara does what Barbara does best. Fucks everything up and smashes Ian around the head with a pot. Go team, Barbara. <laughs> Is there any more reason why we need to get rid of Barbara? No, we need to keep her now. She's working on the inside to destroy him. That's why we need to keep her. I'm very much on Team Barbara now. Because Barbara knows him is the greatest of all time. This isn't Big Brother. It's not, she, she's not thinking he's a threat to her. And she <laughs> that she's going to be voted out. She obviously understands that Ian's going to become the greatest warlord of the entire universe. Have you anything else to say on, on Barbara? Perhaps, do you? Yeah, she's utterly useless. I mean, even when they get captured as a slave. I mean, yep. even then. And they're getting sold on, she gets passed over for the men. No, but don't you see that when when she was she was up for up, when, when she was up for sale as a slave, there were there were like three people bidding on her, and then when she got to Nero's palace, Nero she wa- was up against a cripple and some retard. No, the cripple was at the circus enjoying the day with clowns and popcorn and stuff. Um, no, when when she got to Nero's palace, Nero was in love with her. What is it with people being in love with her? That's my point. Never mind. Yeah, that, that yeah, she, there is. They don't that, wonder. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everyone was bidding on her, and wanting. And I think the winning bid was ten thousand sisterses. Sisters? What was that? Sisters. I can't say that. <laughs> I know you can. Uh, 
and 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 he tried even buy it now earlier on, but he wouldn't even uh, the guy wouldn't even go for that. He wanted he wanted to do it as an auction, mm. even knowing that it would cost more in the PayPal bidding. <coughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> what is it about Barbara that fictional characters find her appealing? <laughs> I really don't know. Speaking of Barbara. There was this weird chicken thing that was in like a that uh, that at the camp where where the where the uh, people who who kidnapped Barbara and Ian. Um, all right, picture this. There was a fire, and then I know you don't remember this at all. There was a fire, and there were there were like two sticks that were. Together. Was Ian in this bit? No, no, I, no I probably don't remember. There, there were two sticks together, like a cross. Uh, you know, like an X, mm. and the chicken. Thanks for explaining the cross thing. Yeah. Well, it could be like a cross, like a T. Ah, uh, uh, you see, you uh, think you're clever, but uh, you're not. Uh, and the chicken had its had its head through the bit where the uh, where the sticks meet, mm. and it just seemed like a very weird way to cook a chicken, because its legs were dangling down into the fire. If you can picture maybe that, maybe they like crispy feet. <laughs> like crispy feet, and who knows? Maybe now KFC are listening to this thinking <laughs> crispy feet, Roman chicken, Roman crispy feet. That's what we're doing next. <laughs> but it was just what? What are you doing? Are you are you hanging the chicken? Are you cooking crispy feet? What? <laughs> and if you're cooking crispy like, feet, can I have some? I feel like Crispy Feet should be some kind of musical. <laughs> crispy Feet. Da, 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 da. Crispy Feet. Yeah. That's, that sounds more like a theme tune to Crispy Feet, the sitcom. Well, we'll be pitching that next. Well, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, enough of the Crispy Feet. But uh, people on Twitter, hash crispy feet. Um, <laughs> I do love the fact that uh, uh, Ian and Barbara and, and Vicky and the Doctor were kept separate throughout it, despite the fact that they were like meters apart. Mm. And you know they almost met but didn't. Yeah, they, they were like living in like rooms next door to each other, and yeah. alternately opening the doors and. Yeah, I, I could just imagine That's people so people watching like kids watching this at you know at the time, you know, nineteen sixty five, and just being really and being and being like, no, they're there, and it just it just it's just fantastic. Also, things that are fantastic is uh, Ian, you know, William Hartnell. Uh-huh. He was astonishingly good in this. I thought astonishingly. Yeah, I think this is his best thing ever now. Interesting. Well, it, he, it, it was good. I, he, he I, did. I'll he, give you that. Oh, you would give me that. Oh, you're so kind. Well, he, uh, I he am did, a big fan of that. Now. He did comedy. I mean, he did. He, his thing was comedy before this because he did. I mean, well, that's yeah. something I, I said. He was in Carry On Sergeant. Mm. But yeah, he just had. He just had so the timing and everything was fantastic. Yeah. I, I, can actually see that now, yeah. Actually. You can see, see that now, yeah. but you didn't see it earlier. 
Well, with hindsight, I can, I can see where it came from, yeah, and everything. Oh, you can see, yeah. But, but it, it never thought to realise that he is really good at comedy because of that or something. But I think he did Doctor Who just to do something different, but obviously doing comedy is, is where, you know, he, his talent lies, I think. Interesting. Uh, which which leads me on to the, the the fact that he that his name in the script was Maximus Petrillion or something like that. Yeah, have you forgotten it? <laughs> but like, but like, <laughs> but like the doctor did. But the doctor keeps forgetting his name, <laughs> which I'm not sure if it's deliberate. The fact that William Hartnell keeps forgetting things, so that they put it in the script. There's a subtle thing about that. I'm not mm. sure that about that. And he keeps forgetting Chesterfield's name. Uh, Chesterton. Which we'll get to in the uh, quote of the episode yeah. story. As it, what, I thought one of my uh, sort of like favourite points of it was featured throughout the whole of the each episode was the uh, the magic harp or the lyres as they call them but I'm calling it the magic harp. Yes. The liars that uh, yes because because he's lying about his name, uh, Vicky says he says about Vicky at one point uh, that that mm. she follows him around because she keeps her eye on all the liars, <laughs> which was which was a really great name, our, our line. But yeah, in in like almost every episode, one of these harps or liars order. I'm calling them harps. Okay. mentioned earlier they'd like smash it around somebody's head or somebody'd stab it with a sword or something and really it should get utterly destroyed but it's magically restored the next time you see it well they do have more than one in ancient room but it's almost the same one they have two <laughs> <laughs> yeah they have uh, two magic harps <laughs> they have Maximus uh, Petillians or whatever his name is and Nero's yes. this is the most superior one Maximus no, because Max, Maximus has travels in time, obviously. <laughs> it doesn't. He, he <laughs> stole it off an old man. <laughs> oh, that'll teach me for doing comedy. <laughs> Don't ever do comedy. This is not about comedy. Um. Yes, and 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 even the doctor does action in this. Yes, he does. He does fighting and stuff, which is just bizarre. But I loved mm. that he beat people up. That that, yeah. that that mute guy that he beat up. Uh, yeah, it was very third doctorish before the third doctor was even conceived of. Uh, yes, it was. Because uh, he talks about teaching the mountain mauler of Montana. Which appears to be someone from the future, but I'm not sure if it's that guy from the Keys of Marinus that that t- took a shine to Barbara. He he looks like a mountain marler of Montana, if you ask me. That bearded guy in the in the shack, the creepy bearded stroky one. Yes, him. I'm sure he's the mountain marler of Montana. <laughs> I think the fact that either of us could say creepy bearded stroky bloke and mountain marler of Montana <laughs> at this stage is quite good. It is possibly also an indication that we're not drunk enough. No, I think I am. Mm. <coughs> uh, but yes, it was it was good watching him being uh, fighting it and enjoying it. Yes. He really enjoyed just 
getting well, in the thick of it. Yeah, it was like, why, why do I have Ian doing this when I can do it myself? Yeah. He, he obviously got jealous. And he thought, I've, I've got to train myself and become a fighter now. <laughs> I, I can't have Ian having all the glory. He's going to do all the boxing now. <laughs> he is increasingly getting more and more jealous of Ian. I think you'll find. I think you could be right because because uh, Ian does all the action. So if the doctor does all the action, what's the what's the point in Ian? He's an evil man. He's the doctor. And and then the last episode, in fact, just thinking about it, mm-hmm. uh, the doctor fights the villain in it. What was last episode? It was, it was, it was in fact, what we're doing, uh, we're doing a Doctor Who podcast. Uh, Doctor Who, it's a story about a guy who travels in time, okay? Uh, And the last episode was the one where they got a new companion, and it was called The Rescue. Yes. Do you remember now? I remember now. Good. Well done. Thank you for the quick reminder. I'll, I'll remind you again in a few minutes. About what? About what? It's, it's... (sighs) It, it's it's like living with the guy from Memento. Um, but but I did like that the Doctor has an effect on history because he has mm. the uh, he, he burned the map which gave mm. Nero the idea, mm. which the Doctor was a bit uh, perturbed by, shall we say, that he that he managed to change history, or or make mm. history where it was. He has yeah. he had an effect on it. Well, he had no effect on it. But he, he was in it, it. He was in it. He was a part of history, yes, unbeknownst he to himself. Unbeknownst, very good. There's another word for you. Here's another one. Yes. But uh, moving on from that slightly, that uh, Nero probably didn't even start the fire, according to, according to historians today. What about yeah. historians yesterday? Uh, that too. In fact, he wasn't even in Rome at the time. Was yeah. he in the TARDIS? Yes, he was. Where was it then? He, he, I don't know where he was. He was in Actium. I might have said that already, I can't remember. <laughs> according to, <laughs> But according to historical sources, he came back from there um, to organise a, a relief effort, apparently, uh, which he paid from his own funds you know, for the fire. And he opened his palace to provide shelter for people who didn't have a home. He sounds like a nice person. And, uh, and arranged for food supplies, which is more than most uh, most leaders today would do. <laughs> and, yet, and yet we've got him uh, portrayed as the guy fiddling uh, while Rome burned. Mm-hmm. And just being a complete doofus. I mean, even his main palace was partly destroyed. But, but I, I, what did they know about them? That's that's a bit of history for you. Mm. I think we've done too much history now. I think yes. we need some more beer now. We need some more present. We need, we need, yeah, which involves beer. Yes. I'm drinking of beer. I will drink the beer. What what do you think of the beer, Gav? It's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 better. It's a better of the lagers, I think. I was just drinking. It's not bad. It's it's generally only something that I'd really drink though when I go to an Italian restaurant. 
It, it's not a drink of choice, but... When do you ever go to Italian restaurants? And not often these days, admittedly. <laughs> <laughs> but, think, but when you want to get into the mood of Italian... I think it's better than... Uh, well, there's a, the, the other Italian beer I think of is Peroni, and I think it's better than that. I used to really like mm. Peroni, but then I've decided this is better. I don't know, I think I prefer Peroni myself. Do you? Yeah. And uh, it's actually been around for 150 odd years. Mm. It's quite a long time. Mm. And uh, it's got an interesting label on it as well. Yes, there's like a moustached mm. guy with a hat. Yeah. Perhaps you could tell us about him, Gav. Yeah, apparently, uh, one of the beer reps, uh, I saw this uh, mustachioed guy that is on the label, saw him in a bar one day. Did they? Yeah, and thought uh, they liked the look of him and wouldn't have thought he'd be good in an advert or something like that. And no. uh, asked him, uh, what did it take for, uh, for a picture of him and to promote their beer? And uh, all he asked for was just another beer. That's an interesting, that is quite an interesting story. But I just have to say one thing. Yes. He's a massive twat. <laughs> one beer? He could have asked for like beer for the lifetime. He could have asked for two beers. He could have asked for two beers, three <laughs> beers, 186 beers. Uh, beers worth your, he could have beer every day for his life. But no, one beer. Yeah. But if he did that As, though, yes. then the uh, beer company would have thought, Actually, he's not worthy of promoting our beer. Maybe if that was what's in his mind. No, maybe, 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 maybe if he'd said that, that he wanted beer every day of his life, they would have thought, you know, I like the cut of this guy's jib. Or whatever that is in Italian. Mm. I like the cut of this guy's a jib. <laughs> <laughs> As they often say in Italian. Interesting, but I, but I quite like it. It's it's all right, you know. It's mm. not it's not uh, it's not some of the other beers we've had. This pretty lovely. Yeah, there's certainly no uh, disconcerting aftertaste or anything. It's uh, no, it's it's new United. It, it does have a flavour to it, at least, unlike some lagers that I'm not caring to mention. Mention them. No. Anyway, back to uh, the story, as it were. As it were, yes. Yeah. The the bit with the with the doctor doing the uh, lute playing or lyre playing or harp yeah. playing. Yeah. Um. He, he explains it's just like the idea of Emperor's New Clothes, just in case you didn't get it. But uh, he mm. also says he gave that he gave that idea earlier to Hans Christian Andersen. Mm. Yeah, the Doctor influencing uh, everything in the Earth's history, apparently. Yes, he's fine with doing that. He's fine with giving the yeah. idea to to Hans Christian mm. Andersen and, and having, I, you know, that, that influences history, as indeed you point out. But we mustn't change history. Mm. We can't change it. I might not be as famous as I uh, apparently uh, am. So, so he's just... He's just, he's just... He just wants all the glory for himself. <laughs> Whether anybody knows it or not, he just wants the satisfaction of himself in 
everything good about Earth's history I did. And, um, and bad. Well, it, it tastes about with the good. And bad because yeah. he, uh, he he started he started we basically started the Great Fire of Rome. Yeah. Uh, and uh, much later on, he was responsible for the uh, Great Fire of London. Yeah, but you know, if we gave Hans Christian Andersen's and ideas, it all balances out. Well, I don't know. You know, two great fires, and then Hans Christian Andersen. I mean, I'd be I, if I was Chicago, I'd be I'd be thinking, you know, it's only a matter of time before he uh, he, he takes responsibility for that as well. For their we'll fire, yeah. for their fire, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I think he's a pyromaniac, my point is. <laughs> doctor is a fucking pyromaniac. Never mind the people that, that, that Nero wanted to start the fire. He's a fucking twisted fire starter. <laughs> he's a menace. People should stop him. He's a menace to society. He's a menace to planets. That's what he is. Why do they even call him the Doctor. Because he would like call me the doctor or set fire to your fucking city. Call me the doctor. Okay, okay, Jesus. You're a bit crazy. You're not calling me the doctor. I'm going to take you to Scarrow. Then you'll call me the doctor. Yeah, and then I'll set fire to Scarrow. Which he kind of does. <laughs> He's the seventh doctor. Jesus, this guy is mad. <laughs> Why do we like this guy? Because he's just <laughs> blowing up and burning everything. What a cunt. I think we should we should mention some comedy now. Possible. Just just to lighten the mood. Because mm-hmm. obviously the Doctor is such a heavy subject. <laughs> uh, there was a bit where Nero was walking around uh, his bedroom. And the servant is behind him with a crown, just just waiting to put it on his head. But but he can't yeah. do it because because Nero keeps moving around. But it's just it just, I mean, if it were, if it were if it were if it were sound, I would put it in for the comedy quote of the episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It, I mean, I can't. But it is just very good visual comedy. It's just uh, yes, almost got it. No no uh, no, nearly that. Nearly no. Uh, yeah. You should have seen my awesome hand movements then, by the it, way. His hand movements were great. And they weren't anywhere near me, so that was good. I could correct that later. <laughs> That's not going to sound <laughs> suspicious in any way. The the poisoner yes, I yeah. mentioned in the show notes. As the, the old the lady. Synopsis, yes. Mm. Uh, she existed, but she wasn't actually a poisoner. Well, was she just a cook? They didn't like her. I food. think she was just a person who liked poisoning, but I think she was a poisoner. <laughs> it but was just a side hobby, was it? Yeah, it was just uh, <laughs> just something to do, you know, to pass the time. But I don't get why she was official in this. She was the official court poisoner, but she uh, she was wearing a ball gown for some reason. She was like really dressed up, really nice. You know, I'm going to go to work and really dress up really nice while I'm making poisons. Oh, I put poison all over well, my well, dress. Well, maybe she actually came to a party, but she got, <laughs> she got bored and goes, you know, I'm not enjoying this party. What I really need to do is make some poison. No, That'll I, lighten the mood up it would, a bit. It would have been better if she was, uh, if she went to a party 
and then she got waylaid and and they and she ended up somehow by a series of comical events being the court poisoner when she, after she went to a party <laughs> how did you become the this, court poisoner well i went to, I went to one of the heroes <laughs> parties and here i am <laughs> calling i don't know this this sounds like a good spin-off what the court poisoner. Look, the cast a court poisoner. <laughs> Let's make that. No. No, that's too much difficult. Too much difficult. That's, even that sentence was too difficult for me. Maybe we could cover that on a spin-off podcast. What the adventures of the cast a yeah. court poisoner? Yeah, the imaginary adventures. I think we could do that. Yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, uh, talking about Nero. Were we? Well, we, well, not just then, but as a focus of the episode. Okay. What we should talk about Nero now? Yes, that's what we should do. Yes. Okay. Sorry, not that we were. We should do. Okay. But. But how did he ever come to become Caesar? I mean, he was absolutely useless. Well, He's a comedy character. Well, what happened was uh, Claudius, who was the previous emperor... Oh, we went back to him. He, he died, oh, right? And uh, Nero was, in fact, his adopted son. So that's how he became became uh, emperor. Oh, you didn't want a fact? Uh, no. Oh, right, okay. Uh, well, yeah, he, the court poisoner should have poisoned him by now. I don't know how Nero died. In fact, you think I would have looked this up before this episode? Judging by, I'm sure the, he did. Judging I'm by sh- this episode, he probably fell down the stairs. I'm sure he was poisoned at some point <laughs> by his wife. But but he was really <laughs> he he was quite violent. I mean, he did stab and, and he was trying to poison. And he was by his wife in self defence. Yeah, because she seemed evil. Papaya, yes, apparently. Mm. Apparently she was actually like that. She was very uh, ambitious and wanted to stay in power to uh, whatever cost. But let's face mm. it, th- these Romans that were in power, you know, Caligula, Nero, Claudius, whatever, well, I don't think they were m- magnificently wonderful people. I mean, I, yes, I did say Nero didn't, didn't, didn't deliberately <laughs> burn Rome, but I mean... I, I, you know, I I don't think that oh, they... Oh, praise Nero. Oh, praise Nero. For not burning Rome. <laughs> well done. Uh, Nero and the Doctor in the sauna. All oh, praise him. <laughs> it was a bizarre scene. Yeah. They, they were in the sauna. The Doctor was burning about 47 towels. I, I just don't understand. I don't, I, yeah. Maybe it was cold. In in the sauna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know these Galifians. Well, they are. They do. They are cold blooded. It's mm. official. It's not. <laughs> but we almost made it official. We can't make it official. Do you want to make it official? Yeah, I'll, I'll get onto my phone. Yeah. Uh, well, it doesn't matter. Just get onto like uh, I don't know. A message board. A message board yeah. and tell them it's official. Yeah. That'll do, yeah. They're always quite nice on message boards. 
They're, they're never going to be angry. Put it on Wikipedia and it's done. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, everybody knows it then. And you cannot dispute the Wikipedia. But, but when, when they were in front of Nero, you know, the gladiators, mm. when, well, even when they were practicing, I'm not sure about, you know, if Ian and Delos were, were like this, but they did look they were afraid to hit each other. Well, them swords are sharp. Yeah, but you think they would have known that they were sharp? I mean, yeah, obviously I mean, you they do now because you, you that's why they don't want to get hit by him. You and because I would be like the way they were with the swords, be like like arms length, going. Mm. Uh. But but you think they they were you know that mm. they would know how to use them because they come across swords all the time. Oh yes, they do because they're gladiators. Yeah, the gladiators. I'm really trying hard not to sing mm. the gladiators theme right now. It has a theme. Oh, like you didn't watch it every day, ever, until yesterday. No, I didn't. <coughs> um, but yeah, it was very fancy fun. Because, oh. <laughs> Do you like it? It was very good. It was, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like that. <laughs> it was nothing like that. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of gladiators and their swords, Delos, uh, in, in the battle at the end, well, near the end, he, he, with the Nero's guards, he decided not to use his sword. And he, just, and he threw sand in one of the guards' eyes. That'll work. Mm. Just stab him. You're an ancient room. You're not suddenly a wonderful person. Stab him. What, it, what if it was suddenly a wonderful person? Okay, there's better things to do than throw sand in someone's eye. Steel? Steel, maim. No, that, that's not better than sand. Okay. Shoe? Shoe? You yeah, throw a shoe at him. Oh, throw a shoe at him. Mm. What do you think this is? Middle, the Middle East now? No, I think it's wrestling. Wrestling, you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that went nowhere. That went nowhere. I'm picking it up. I, I, I did. I, I did. Uh, I did like the bit where uh, Barbara said to Tavius, "My God, I know these names." Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian is coming back for me, and now Nero has found out about it. She said, mm-hmm. uh, "He's found out about it." Is, is that because Nero was standing beside you when he when he had said it? It's not yeah. like he found out about it. You both found out about it at the yeah, same but time. But there was no need for him to be listening. It weren't his conversation. He's the fucking emperor of all room. <laughs> An emperor, emperor. It shouldn't be earwigging, though. Yeah, yeah, Nero. You shouldn't be earwigging. Yeah. yeah. Can't. What's he thinking? He had no reason to know about what people are talking about him next to him. That's not how things work in the real world. It isn't. In the real world, you find out about things on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. He did it wrong. That's That's what what I'm saying. Somebody should have wrote him a letter. He'd have found found out about it like three days later and they'd have been gone. It's just not playing for that. 
and 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 let's not forget that Italy is 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 warm. It's near the equator. Well, it's sort of near the equator. It, it's a hot place. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, Ian was determined to wear this like sheepskin jacket type uh, waistcoat mm. all the way through this. It's just to prove how much better he is than everybody else. How much better he is. Yeah. Obviously, he wouldn't say how much better. He might <laughs> He wouldn't. It depends it's, how much he's had to drink. Uh, well, yes. Does he? Has he? No, he doesn't drink. Mm. He, he probably drinks, but it doesn't affect him. He did in one of the books, he drank a pint. He probably drank a pint and then smashed it over somebody's head or something. Yeah, yours. Because me and Ian are drinking with this. <laughs> you, you often go drinking with fictional people, do you? Actually, yeah. I could believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm off with my mates. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, I- Ian was telling me one time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. He once worked on a slave ship, and he said, it was easy. <laughs> it's all you have to do is row. That's it. What, like row, row, row your boat? Yeah, yeah but he made it was look it, so was it, easy. Was it gently down the stream? It, it seemed it from uh, this episode, anyway. Everybody on the were, were they all were they all merrily 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 merrily? Yeah, pretty much. Right. It was like they weren't even uh, in water or something. Possibly in the studio. It, it, it just yeah, looks so yeah, easy. You're, you're almost getting to the point here. Um, if you just get a little further, it, it's <laughs> it, he's not real. No, <laughs> don't tell me this. Uh, but yes, the special effects of the days it made being on a slave ship look really easy. Well, it is quite easy. Mm. Yes, you've, all you've got to do is row. There's, uh, you don't That's have it. to think about anything. They don't, they don't whip yeah. you, you don't do mm. anything. You, you just row. You've got all these sweating mm. men around mm. you. What more do you want? Yeah, and uh, trying to trick the guards into uh, believing you're dead is quite easy as well. The whole uh, tricking your the cars into believing you're dead, that, that's that's an age-old trick, dating back mm. to 64 AD. <laughs> Perhaps 63, I don't know. But the trick is not to make a girly attempt at uh, pulling him down. Yes, that's the end for you. Uh, the first Doctor was, was wearing glasses. I think that's the first time we've seen him wearing glasses. I mean, we do see the Doctor mm. wearing glasses all the way through the series. No matter what age he is. But yes, I think it's the first time the first doctor's first one, the first pairs of glasses. What about prescription he is? Two. Two? Yeah. Is, does he have... Does two, he have two lenses. Does he have better than twenty twenty vision, do you think? Almost too perfect, do you think? Yeah. He's got thirty twenty vision. All right, why has he got glasses then? Yeah, it's just a show I think it is, yes. Mm. You're, you're quite right. That's all he does, he just shows off all the time. He changes his strain, shows off. <coughs> and one of my other favourite bits of this episode, episode or story even, was uh, what the whole episode ultimately built to was the comedy chase scene. The, the Benny Hill scene. <laughs> the Benny Hill trivia, yes. Uh, As you mentioned in your synopsis. Yes. 
Well, you're going to have the Benny Hill tribute scene. It was running in one door. 2,000 years before he came into being. Exiting to another one. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody just missing everybody else. You're going to have that. It was quite amusing. Uh, Comedy. And of course that comedy is thanks to Verity Lambert, the producer. Because uh, she, she wanted to do something different with the historical. Mm. And of course now the show can be anything really. You know, you, you can do anything with Doctor Who and I think that's thanks to her. Yeah, Just to be serious for a second. And to be oh, serious yeah. for... Hmm? Yes, sir. Yes, certainly she, uh, she did help go towards that sort of sort of different storytelling device where you can tell different stories and things. I do like the old comedy episode or story. I don't know if they, well they do, and they do, and what should they do try and mix up a lot uh, in present day stories anyway. Which, uh, Dr. Frank Verity Lambert. Indeed. And part three, to be yeah. serious, maybe slightly more, mm-hmm. was broadcast on the same day as Winston Churchill's funeral. So it had the lowest viewing figures. Winston Churchill, <laughs> of course, who went on to be in the new series. Yeah. How did it go in the new series when he's dead? Time travel. Ah. You gotta love the TARDIS. You gotta. I did notice mm. there was a lens flare uh, in episode three. That was when when they looked, saw a studio light. Apparently, when, you know when the camera saw a studio light, which was forty years before Abrams' Star Trek movie. So <laughs> take that, Star Trek. Mm. Speaking of Star Trek, there's a point where Nero calls for a stool just before he's uh, going to play his uh, his liar, and the <coughs> Doctor goes to sit down on it, but uh, but. <coughs> But Nero wants it himself to <laughs> put up a leg, Riker style, which I did like, which again was like 30, 40 years before Riker. So, so we're, yeah, we're, no, we're winning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that was another good comedy moment. Take that, Riker. It was a battle between the Doctor and Nero to who could get the seat. <laughs> and Nero won out with his foot. Yeah, it was good, and uh, towards the end as well. So uh, when Nero sort of, well, was it Nero? I don't know. But when they were uh, signing the guards, yeah, it wasn't Nero. It was uh, it was one one of yeah. the slave drivers. But yes, yeah, they were signing the guards to look after them. This is like possibly the worst Roman ever. I mean, the, the way this guy looked, it just looked so bored and just didn't care. And you go over there, he like skulked over there and went, Well, like he was so bored. Yeah. <laughs> was this Roman Steve? Yeah, I, I could have sneaked past him right in front of him. It was Steve the Roman. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shortly before he was turned into a Dalek. <laughs> yeah. Because apparently the Daleks invaded shortly after uh, uh, 65 AD, apparently. I will uh, write that story right now. Do it. Yay! No, no, no. Get your pen oh, out. Right, okay. Right. You do the next bit. Why, why are you writing Gavis of Cunt? Uh, it's just, uh. it's just uh, my, my, what I feel creatively. 
mighty well thing. Um, well, well, the whole thing well, they had about the lions. Uh, I just thought I should mention that you know that, that uh, people were thrown thrown to the lions, uh, and Christians were thrown to dogs. But uh, I think, as I said in QI, there's no evidence of Christians being thrown to the lions, mm. or indeed of lions being thrown to dogs. There's no evidence of that either, or of lions being thrown to the Christians. Mm. Uh, what about rabbits? Were they thrown to anything? Rabbits. There's no evidence of rabbits being thrown to anything. But the the great uh, the, the holy relic of Antioch. I think that was thrown to the rabbits. Pop culture reference. Did they have to count to three? Ah, it's like you get things. Well, another thing I liked about this whole episode story was the, the callback. They had stuff at the beginning that they called back at the end. Like the fridge thing was called back at the end that Ian fooled Barbara at the end with. And uh, Ian says at the beginning and the end of the episode, Oh tempera, oh mores. Which apparently translates as, Oh the times, oh the customs. But I think I'll say that a lot more now. Mm. Which just means which 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 apparently just is used now as a, in a sorry ironic sarcastic way. Uh, I was going to say what's your Ian moment of the episode, but your Ian moment of the episode is is in the same clip as mine, isn't it? Yes. There's, there's about a minute long clip where the, the my uh, my quote of the episode is right at the beginning, which you understand, and then uh, your Ian moment of the episode is right at the end. Yes. Listen thusly. You never told us you were going away. Oh, well, I don't know that I was under any obligation to report my movements to you, Chesterfield. Chester Tongue. Oh, Barbara's calling you. Where are you going, Doctor? To Rome, my child. Oh, can I come with you? I won't be any trouble, I promise. Can I? Well, I... Uh... Please. Mm, very well, then, very well. Well, uh, perhaps we all better come with you to Rome. But, my dear chap, you... You just turned down my invitation. I did? Yes, you said how glad you would be to stay here as long as possible. Oh, no, Doctor. That was before we knew your plans. Don't you think it would be safer if Ian and I... What is this? What is this now? I know what you're insinuating. Yes, that I'm not capable of taking care of myself, eh? Safer indeed. Afraid to let me out of your sight, are you? Want to be my nursemaid? Well, now, let me tell you something. I won't stand for it. Indeed, I will not stand for it. Want a good room? Final thoughts, Gav? Final thoughts? Mm. It's a decent enough episode. I think it's a wonderful episode. I love it. I mean, there's plenty of comedy in there. There is. There's loads of comedy. I think the script is great because there's so much... There is so much comedy in there. I like it. It is very much... It's not a serious episode at all. It's It's a comedy episode. Yeah. I mean, unlike, it, I unlike, mean, it does unlike, well as a comedy episode as well. Unlike Edge of Destruction, which I think was a serious episode. But, but it was just insane, like, really. funny. But this is a funny episode, and it is funny. And it's from, like, it's, it's from, it's from nearly, it's from nearly 50 years ago, 45 years ago, and it is still funny. 
But then you've got Marx Brothers from the 1930s and it's still funny. So, you yeah. know. Well, Comedy doesn't age. No. Just me. Just you. But yes, uh, I believe we have some questions anyway. Do we? Yes. Would you like to read the first question from the same person? I can do the first question if you so uh, desire. And the question goes thusly. Stop saying thusly. No. I, I like <laughs> thusly. We started it early on, and we shall continue thusly. <laughs> thusly, here is the question. <laughs> Dear Double Gavs, why don't you say thusly? <laughs> no, it doesn't It's not the that. question. <laughs> it should be the question. But so, what is your favourite TARDIS room, other than the control room? And which is your favourite control room? Yours and the Quarks, Overlord Jonah. Well, well, thank you for that question, Jonah. Well, I'm going to say the, the, the TARDIS pub. The TARDIS pub? There isn't one, but I've decided <laughs> there is one. And that will be my favourite oh, room. God, that would be an I awesome mean, room. I mean, this, the, the TARDIS is fucking near infinite. There's mm. bound to be a pub in there somewhere. Oh, that's got to be. It's got to be. And I hope K9 is serving mm. the banks. <laughs> I do like from the new series the uh, swimming pool room. Well, I, it, I, I don't like was, the idea of it. Well, the swimming pool I think was in uh, the Invasion of Time from Tom Baker's time. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. and I'm well, properly am, um, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that swimming pool was mentioned before. But I think my favourite is <coughs> possibly is it the zero room? The it? I was going to say that and until I decided I just invented the pub and that would be my favourite room. Or the cloister room. I do like the cloister room. What about if the cloister room was a pub? What about if the cloister room is in fact the outdoor section of the pub indoors? <laughs> it's the beer garden. Yes, it's the beer <laughs> garden that's outdoors but it's indoors. That's my favourite room. Man. Well, let's do that. Outside the pub in the cloister room. That's my favourite room. Well, we've decided that then. Uh, favourite control room? Uh, favourite control I'd probably have to go Fifth Doctor. I think this. I, I think it's a secondary control room from the Fourth Doctor. Uh, can you have secondary control room? It's it contr- says the favourite... Con- it's control room, and um, I said secondary control room. Uh, it still is a control room. So it is. Yeah. Uh, so, so there we are. Next question. Yes is from Jonah again and he says Dear Dalek Gav English classification and Dalek Gav Irish classification if you were Daleks what existing colour scheme would you have original Dalek design not rebirth design from the newer series also what new colour scheme would a female Dalek have yours and Dalek Birch from accounting I... Gav, do you want to answer this first? Well, I, what colour schemes do we have to go from? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking <coughs> of Dalek Steve, <clears throat> right? Yeah. And he's he, he's coming along and he's decided on blue. So, yeah. so Dalek Steve, I shall go with blue colour. Yeah. And the other Daleks are like, what? This is black and white, you twat. <laughs> there is no colour. <laughs> Uh, and so, so Dalek yeah. Steve is suitably upset about this. Mm. I can imagine Dalek Steve being upset. 
Although I do want existing, sorry. Well, let's just mm. pick what well, well, pick blue. What what color do you want? Uh, I'll go for mauve. Mauve. Existing. I'm going to make colors up in a minute. <laughs> Gray. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to see a tartan Dalek. Sorry, tartan McDalek. <laughs> On a, I'm, on a, a bun. I'm a Dalek. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Why isn't there a Scottish Dalek? Because they come from Scarrow. McScarrow. Not McScotland. It's not called McScotland. It's something like that. McDonald's? Daleks do not come from McDonald's. Obviously Dalek Steve worked at McDonald's before he became a Dalek. You see, we're creating this whole history of Dalek Steve now. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> apparently, people in McDonald's can be assimilated by Daleks and become Daleks. Maybe that's I just a natural I, progression of I, the McDonald's empire. I can't wait till we get to the Cybermen. <laughs> you start, you start off on the tills and you work your way up to a Dalek. Okay. What? No, I. Th- yeah, that would that would work. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, well, obviously, you work your way up to a manager and then a Dalek. Mm. But Dalek Steve skipped the manager thing entirely. Mm. Did, did he kill him? Accidentally. Mm. He didn't mean to. <laughs> he it was, was, it was just serving him a burger. He was just, <laughs> and then accidentally killed him. As you do. As Dalek Steve does. So, the, uh, the other one then? Uh, and the other question was, uh, new colour scheme, would a female Dalek have? Uh, pink? What do you think of? I'm thinking uh, whatever colour the kitchen is. Brilliant. So you're just going to offend everyone. Is there anyone you haven't offended with this podcast yet? Uh, I'll get them in the next one. Okay then, that's the questions for this week. Uh, oh, as always, you can get in touch with us in drunkentimetravel at gmail.com. The yes. all uh, various links uh, as usual at uh, our home website drunkentimetravel.blogspot.com <laughs> do you want to say that Gav because I obviously can't drunkentimetravel.blogspot.com that's the one <laughs> can you say the twitter link uh, twitter we are at drunktimetravel no no not <laughs> do you want to say that one Gav <laughs> The, the, that one is at drunk time travel. I think I can do this one. Okay, cool. We go. are also available on iTunes. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Next time, English Gav. That's you, Does Gav. Yes, what you. am I doing? You're doing the Web Planet. Oh, that's it. I'm calling quits now. <laughs> I've resigned. Oh, you have to do Web Planet. It's hilarious. Well, it's not hilarious. It's it's bad. So, I guess we'll see you in three weeks then. Yeah. And it's goodbye from him. And it's hilariously goodbye from you. <laughs> <laughs>